Hello, Diva Celebration, and today we're going to discuss the, well, I'll just start with what kind of sparked my interest. I always like to say why I do these podcasts, and it's usually because of something I've seen or something I've heard or something that was posted on social media that sparked an idea uh, or made me think of something that I want to talk about. And today, it's a sort of a combination of things. It's a combination of uh, what's going on in the world uh, at large and, you know, how we consume things in our society. And, you know, we're dealing with the Ukrainian war with Russia and sanctions are being put on the country uh, of Russia as to, you know, oil, gas, supplies that we get from them, uh, all the way from merchandise that we probably purchase through them. And, you know, over the years I've noticed that Russia does a lot of um, business with China and because China is kind of providing everything to the world market, which is kind of scary when you think about it, that we're not making, a lot of countries aren't making their stuff anymore. It's all being made in China or Malaysia or Indonesia um, which that gives those, those countries a lot of power. Well, Russia's kind of stepped in and I don't think people understand or know this, but the reason I know it is I was looking into, um, possibly having an online store and, and buying things and selling them online. And what I noticed was most things were made in China, Malaysia, Indonesia, and, or Russia when I started looking into products, when, you know, you get on Shopify or you get on any of these, uh, drop shipment selling places where you can start stores. Well, you're basically taking products that are made in Russia or China, and then you're marking them up and you're selling them to people across the globe, mostly America, but you know, most Western cultures that have money like, you know, nor the, the Northern Norwegian and Denmark and Germany and, you know, countries who are doing well financially, England. And that's where a lot of, that's where Russia and China have also moved in on our real estate and on our, cl our sports clubs and things like that. And they're taking over those too, when they're making all the money from, uh, us buying things from them. They sell cheap to us. And then the upper echelons of those governments, of those communist governments, turn around and take the billions of dollars that they are making and they're not dispersing to the rest of the population because communism does not work. Every government says that their their government is better, right? Communism doesn't work. Communism is supposed to be equality for everyone, right? There's not supposed to be people who are richer or poorer. Everybody's supposed to be equal. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. It, it, to me, it's just a way of controlling people. That's what communism says to me. But anyway, <clears throat> they're, they're taking the money, the upper echelon leaders, dictators, are taking the money and then they're coming over to England and America and other, you know, wealthy countries and they're buying up real estate and they're buying boats and they're buying sports teams, which is scary, you know? So that's kind of how the exchange is going. And when I found that out, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. 
I'm not supporting that. I don't want to support China's communist government, North Korea's communist government, Russia, where there are oligarchs and Putin. I didn't want to support that. And this is, you know, this is a few years back that I decided this and decided to go in a different way, a different path. So all of you people out there who are going through Shopify or Amazon and you're buying and reselling that stuff, that's what you're supporting. You're supporting those governments. And I know a lot of people don't care. They don't care as long as they're making money and they're paying the bills and they're getting rich. They don't care. And that's the sad part. But my decision to not do it was based on that. I don't want to support that. Um, and just a, a footnote, uh, when I did talk to a couple of the Chinese brokers over there, and I was talking about, um, I, there was the, the, what do you call them? I can't remember. Drones. Drones. The flying drones. And I was sent a drone, but it didn't have the controller on it. And I paid for it just to, I wanted to see what it was like before I decided to sell it. And this is before I decided I wasn't going to do it. But um, when I emailed one of the, the, the Chinese, two of the Chinese um, suppliers over there, and I said, hey, this hasn't been sent to me. You got, you know, it was the supplier and then it was the actual company. This wasn't sent to me. You guys need to send me the controller and they refused. And I said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to report you for not doing this. And I paid for this. And they said, you know, nobody cares. You can put a review up. You can say nasty things about us. You can report. Nobody cares because Americans will just keep buying cheap, cheap stuff. As long as it's cheap enough, they'll buy it from us. That's their opinion of us. That's their opinion of Americans. As long as it's cheap enough, They'll keep buying it from us. It doesn't matter how much it breaks. It doesn't matter what goes wrong with it. As long as it's cheap, they'll keep buying it. Well, cheap is basically, they. You, if you buy it from China, it's cheaper, but they still mark it up from what they, they sell to everybody else in the world. That's the other thing that happens. When everybody buys that stuff from China and it comes over to the Western cultures like America or Canada or England, the people resell it, mark it up 5,000%. I am not kidding you. Some lower, but most 5,000% of what on top of what they're paying for it. So people are making like a 5,000% profit. But what sparked this was all of the stuff that's going overseas. And also I looked at a commercial <clears throat> for Mercedes. And I can remember since I was a teenager, I have always wanted a Mercedes SL convertible. That's what I've wanted. 450SL and or is it a 400SL I can't really think this 450SL and I thought to myself you know why why have I always wanted that car why why a Mercedes because if you buy a Mercedes you're also dealing with very expensive replacement parts on the Mercedes so if it breaks down it's like a major investment to fix it I mean it's a major investment to fix any car but it's really a major investment to fix a Mercedes or a BMW or a Jaguar or anything like that that are one of the top, top echelon cars because the parts are very expensive. And, you know, they do that so you'll bring it into the dealership and it's still expensive when you bring it to the dealership. So what makes us want to just keep buying crap, <laughs> keep buying things just because it has an image. 
And that's precisely it. You know, I've talked in previous podcasts about the De Beers diamonds. You know, diamonds were not really expensive until De Beers ran an ad campaign about it, you know, being diamonds being equal to love. You know, she, you know, if you give her a diamond, that'll mean you love her. And that and that was started in the 1940s. That ad campaign took off. De Beers then bought up all the diamond mines and they own, I can't remember what they said at the last check, but I think they own 70% of the diamond mines in the world. And they just keep hiking those prices up. But now what China and Russia are doing is they're making lab-created diamonds that are the very same thing. And they're way cheaper. But they still charge too much for them. They're still charging like $800 to $1,000 for, I mean, even, you know, they're a lot cheaper than the mine diamonds are. But... You know, there's there's a a fuel impact because they have to heat everything up and it takes a lot of energy to make a lab created diamond, but it's still less of a carbon footprint than mining is, right? But it, those diamonds are marked way up more than they should be. I mean, think about this. This is just a clear rock that used to be a piece of coal. Diamonds are carbon, so all they have to do is take carbon and heat it up for so many hours, and it turns into a diamond. That's what you're putting on your finger. That's what you're paying so much money for. That's what, uh, there's a diamond mine up in Canada that's ravaging Canada's wildlife because they're, the mining is just um, uh, polluting all of the rivers and the waterways and even the underground springs. Uh, it's it's polluting everything and it's killing all the animals. It's it's cutting into the indigenous people's lands, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like a huge hole in earth. And they actually drained a lake up in Canada to start a diamond mine. So it does make you think, you know, Mercedes has these ad campaigns, BMW, Jaguar, you know, oh, these are the best cars. What commercials and ad campaigns do is fool you into thinking that they're the best. They're the best that you can buy. And that's why you have to pay so much money for them. And then if somebody comes along with an economic car and it doesn't cost a lot, then you don't think it's worth anything. When basically there have been cars that have come out that were equal, equivalent to the more expensive cars, but because they didn't charge enough, Everyone in society is so brainwashed by ad campaigns. They're so brainwashed that it has to cost a lot of money in order for it to be a good product that those companies ended up failing because they weren't charging enough. They had a really good product that, and, and then if anything did go wrong with the cheaper cars, then they're called junk. But if th things go wrong all the time with Jaguars are like, they're, they're known for being cars that, that break down all the time. Jaguars, I, I haven't heard a Jaguar owner who hasn't said that they haven't had like a million problems with their Jaguar. But they keep it and they keep fixing it and they keep driving it because everybody thinks Jaguars are extremely nice cars and being seen in a Jaguar makes you makes people think you're rich makes people think that you ha have the finer things in life blah 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 even though the people i know who own jaguars are constantly having to have them fixed they're not good cars 
And this is a car that they make over, like, that's the, I guess the Queen owns part of it in England. That's an England, English UK car. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> Yet people keep buying them. I mean, I don't know if things have changed in the last few years. I would hope. But they've always got problems. Um, I don't hear that as much about BMWs or Mercedes, but you know, they are very expensive to fix when they do have problems. And there are specific problems with each brand that always goes wrong, right? <clears throat> I was on a art, um, an art site one day and this girl was doing her video on TikTok and I watched her TikTok video <clears throat> and she basically taught a class on how she wasn't asking enough for her art in the beginning she was getting some bites here and there she was doing okay but she wasn't making enough to like make that her prime it was a side hustle it wasn't her prime business and she wanted it to be and basically she talked to um some upper echelon artists and some art gallery people who said you're not charging enough for your art the reason that people aren't buying your art as much is because you don't value your work as much as you should. In other words, she wasn't charging enough for her time and her effort and her supplies. She wasn't really giving herself the salary that she deserved because, you know, think about that. You're, you're, you're buying the supplies. It takes your time and it's also your talent that people are, are paying for. So you have to charge what you are worth. She ended up charging, I can't remember, it was a lot more. She started charging a lot more for each piece of her artwork because she started adding on time, how much she thought she was worth for her time, how much her effort was, etc. Uh, <clears throat> how much her supplies cost, etc. She was kind of like only making a little bit of money before. Now she starts to charge what she's worth and what she needs to make in order to get by. Guess what? her site took off because she started to value herself and her work more. So people then thought, oh, well, they're, they're more expensive. So they, it, it, it must be really good. Right. But when she was not charging, she was charging less people thought, well, that's really cheap. It must not be that great. That's how people have been brainwashed by the marketing and the commercials over the years is that if it's, if it doesn't cost a lot, then it isn't any good. It's cheap. So if you buy, buy something for less money, then you really aren't getting a good product, which is not always true. And that Mercedes commercial kind of reminded me of that. Why have I always wanted a Mercedes? Why? Because I have been brainwashed that that is the kind of car that you should have, that that's, you know, the epitome, that I finally reached something if I have a Mercedes, right? And it's the same with selling your, your services, you know, well, you know, I'm just starting out, I'm not going to charge that much for my services. And then later on, I'll charge more when I'm better, blah, blah, blah. No, if you have artwork that you're doing that people want to buy, it's because it's good. And you need to add in your time and your efforts into that and charge what you are worth. When you charge what you're worth, then people have more of a respect for your work. Um, I, uh, we, I started a business with an ex. 
and it was based on you know um basic you know uh blue collar work it was a tool shop right and what we did in the beginning is i would go to a place and say hey give us a chance when we were just starting out the business i would go out and do the sales and get the jobs right and i would say give us a chance give us a small job so that we can show you something that will show you what we're capable of doing and you know, I'll take it back, have it quoted, and and I would say, quote this at just what we need to make on it, right? That so that we break even and or we just make a little bit of money because the first job is we got to show them that we can do it, right? And each time, and then okay, they would say, yeah, we want to give you more jobs, and each job we did, we'd mark up the percentage each time, each time, each time, every time we did a job for them we'd mark it up another, you know, 15, 20%. And then as we went along and they were still happy with the work, still wanted to give us another job, we knew then our worth value to them had gone up. So that's another way to look at it as well. You know, quote what you need to for your time, for your materials, so that you do make money so you can pay your bills, right? But then the next time, make a 20% increase so that you can make a little more money 20% increase you make because your, your company has to grow and we have to grow with it and also other companies are charging way more than you are so if you keep charging these cheap prices then some eventually they're going to their attitude's going to be they're you're they're not good enough because they're not charging us enough and tr and they're going to turn around and take the work that you've done for them and they're going to sell it for way more so they're going to make this huge profit margin on the work that you're doing so you might as well charge more so that's an example of how we decided we were going to go with the value that we had into it i mean you know there was me out there doing the hustle finding the jobs then there's of course you know you have to deliveries you have to do materials i mean there's a lot of work that goes into running a business you have to run the office you have to have employees you have to do payroll taxes accounting legal stuff i mean there's a lot that goes into running a business and so you have to be paid for that time of having the business that's providing a service to these companies or to a to a person same thing with the artist she had to look at her time her efforts, I mean, you know, she's having to take care of taxes and everything too, right? So she had to see her value. Well, you know, watching that Mercedes commercial, seeing what's going on in the world, I mean, look what happens. When we pull out, we have sanctions on Russia, it can topple their economy because we need to look at other countries to see where else we can get our supply from so we don't depend on one country now i do know that america i think only gets their 10 percent of their their supply of oil from russia so they did look at other countries but then those other countries know that there's a demand so they're asking more for their oil and gas now because they know that people are trying to pull away from um <clears throat> russia so and then you have to kind of consider if we're getting oil and gas from those places, are they getting anything from Russia? It's just like when I started out and trying to look at Shopify and doing the drop shipment thing, I was looking at the fact that, you know, 
these drop shipment places were getting a lot of their supplies from China and Russia. And I didn't want to support that. I didn't want to support those governments. They're communist governments that are committing, you know, uh, human rights violations against their own people and against people around the world. I didn't want to deal with that. And that's even before this Ukraine war happened this time around. I think this is the fourth time that they've attacked Ukraine. <clears throat> so you kind of have to look at how you as a consumer are buying things and how you are looking at and seeing things. Are you being bamboozled by their ad campaigns that they are the best? Are they the best? Do they come out the best? And are those reviews that people are giving based on the fact that they would feel stupid if they spent all that money on this product and they didn't give it a good review? Are those honest reviews? Sometimes the only way to find out about a product is to try it out yourself and then be honest about your reviews in the end and not feel stupid about the fact that you bought it and tried it. If I buy something and try it and I think it's the best and it's not, I'm going to be honest about it and say it's not the best. You know, they're making you spend this money. I'm, I'm not going to feel stupid that I spent the money. I'm going to be angry that they charged that much money for something that was supposed to be high quality that was not. And in the end, I think a lot of that happens. Like, um, there were a lot of things that I've seen when I was doing research over the years and I've been selling stuff on eBay. Like I do sell, like I'll buy, I'll find something on sale and then I'll resell it on eBay. A lot of people do that or I'll sell the stuff I have, resell it on eBay. And, you know, you're looking through trying to find what the best price for your item is. And I will see the stuff that's coming out of China and Russia and the different countries all, all around. Over the years, I've seen what they sell from shoes to clothes to, you know, uh, technical stuff. And I've seen fashion designers that took the really cheap stuff from China that I was seeing on eBay a few years back and they slapped their designer name on it. And it's the same thing that cost a shoe that costs five to $10. And now they're charging $500 and it's the same shoe. I've even gone to Saks Fifth Avenue or, you know, uh, Nordstrom's and I've looked at the shoes and been like, Oh my gosh, this is the same shoe. A couple of the things I bought from the Chinese customers back in the day, uh, the Chinese um, uh, sellers online, I bought those shoes just to see if they were well-made, just to see if they were cheap. I was like, well, they're cheap. Let's see if they're, they're any good. And I would get them, and it's the same shoe that these designers are selling that are smacking their name on it. Yeezys is a good example. Most everything in that line comes from a Chinese company that they've been selling, or Chinese companies, that they've been selling for years, and possibly Russian companies as well. Because Russia's doing a lot of, their, like, China goes to Russia, they manufacture stuff, and then they send it back to China, who then sends it out to everybody. So, <clears throat> you have to really be careful about how you're thinking, and what you think is the best. Is it really the best? Is it? Have you tried it? Have you really used it? Or are you, these marketing campaigns and these commercials convincing you that it is the best when it's really not? Um, I, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I've bought in the past that I've gotten in and I've regretted because they, they promised all these things and it didn't work. Um, here recently I bought what they have like a TV tuner that you can use on your phone so you can watch TV on your phone. 
And I thought, well, that would be something cool to have. Like if you're out, you can just pop this thing out, turn on the tuner, turn on your phone, and you have a TV, right? <clears throat> well, a lot of phone companies know that these items come out and what they do when they send you new phones or they send you different phones, uh, as I say, they're upgrading. Well, sometimes they're upgrading because they want to get rid of uh, a certain service that they've provided in the past because new technology has come out to bypass things that they're trying to do, like streaming shows and movies on TV or, or streaming shows and movies on your phone. So if this TV antenna thing is out that you can watch TV on your phone, well, then they nobody's going to pay the phone service to stream TV. So when they send you an upgraded phone or a new phone, using it as the the uh, service is changing for some reason, they take those things out. They take the antenna out of your phone or they block the antenna. It's still in there and they just have some sort of app or some sort of uh, program on your phone that blocks it so that you can't use that TV antenna. Well, I bought the TV antenna. They said it, it worked on uh, iPhones. It worked on Android. It worked on all kinds of phones. And I got it and it didn't work. It didn't work on my phone. So I contacted the seller and said it doesn't work. They wouldn't take it back. I had to go through this whole rigmarole through eBay saying, listen, it doesn't work. They need to eat, give me my money back or they need to send me packaging to so that I can send the item back. And it, it, I had to go back and forth quite a few times. And then finally, eBay just made them give me my money back because they wouldn't send me packaging to send it back so that they would have to give me my money back. Because they knew they were trying to get rid of these things because they didn't work. That's the kind of stuff that you run into on eBay sometimes, you know. So there's a whole rigmarole. And, and they've been stuck with, they got stuck with these items because the phone companies decided to switch off antennas. They used to work on the phones, but they don't anymore. So you feel for them. But then again, don't sell something. I know you got stuck with it, but you know, don't sell something to people that isn't going to work. But a lot of people probably wouldn't have gone back to eBay and argued about it like I did. Um, but I just, I don't like it when people, you know, are dishonest. So, but that's how this whole thing started. I was just like, you know, why do I want a Mercedes? Why can't I just be satisfied with the car that I have? What's the big difference? I mean, yeah, there's nice cars, but I have a nice car. You know, and I've been in Mercedes, I've been in BMWs, and they're not that much nicer than the car that I have. And I paid a lot less for the car that I have, and it's just fine. And it's nothing that I would notice. Uh, I have noticed when I've been riding my friends' cars that are way more expensive than mine. So, I mean, they're nice and all, but I'm only in there for 15 minutes, maybe. Sometimes you go on long trips in them, but most of the time I'm only in a car for 15 minutes. Do I really need to have all that expensive stuff around me? So, I mean, it just was something that got sparked in me when I saw the commercial this morning. And I just was like, wow, you know, why do we do this? Well, it's because we're being convinced to buy and consume and consume and consume. And now look what we have a problem with too much stuff. There's pollution. There's plastic pollution. There's pollution of computers and phones. There's pollution of everything because we are trying to fill a hole inside of ourselves with stuff that we don't need. And, you know, I've been really downsizing 
the stuff in my house and I've really been looking at going into a tiny house or into a smaller home because I really don't need a huge place. I never have. You know, the house I have now is a product of uh, the, my divorce and I never said three bedroom home and I didn't need it. We didn't need it. It was just him, him and I, you know, and why do we need to live in a three bedroom home when it's just us? And I even tried to convince him then, you know, let's just downsize. Let's go to a, a studio apartment. We don't need all this. But, you know, it for him, it was what it looked like. And he even wanted to get a bigger house, like one of those huge houses in the very expensive communities. And I was like, no, because if we get that house, you're paying a maid to clean it because I'm not cleaning it because these places were huge. It's it, it. There's no way that I wanted to go bigger. I wanted to go smaller than what we had. So I've always been of, of the mindset of kind of, you know, uh, eliminating things that I don't need. And that's what I'm doing right now. But it, yeah, it's, uh, commercials like that make me think of that, think of that even more that I'm trying to change my life and downsize and, and live life a little bit more simply. And I think if we all did that, we wouldn't have the major problems that we have in the society today. So just a thought that I had today that I thought I'd talk about. Do we really need all this stuff? And are we being convinced? Yes, we're being convinced by all these commercials. So this has been Diva Celebration. Just a thought I had today. Until next time.